Next on BYU Sports Nation, spinning the wheel of coordinators. The hunt for a BYU football offensive coordinator is on. We discuss every viable candidate. Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler discusses what's more important to him right now, the new OC search or men's hoops. Plus, take your shot at taking down a Division I basketball star. Lauren Franken goes between the lines. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, December 5th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Pate, uh, Pate, Pat Sajak's replacement in training, Jerem Jordan. That seems like it'd be really fun and, yes, hard, but you just shoot, like, 20 episodes in, like, a week and just call it good. In all these fantastic season. locations. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Everyone loves that's, you. That's you like, give away free money. That's like the peak of uh, talent in the showbiz, right? Game show host? If, you do, if you're a game show host. It's over, right? Like you don't get it doesn't get better than that. Would you host any game show though? Yeah, that'd be fun. The Love Connection. What what game show is? Would like, you be Chuck oh, Woolery? Would you be Chuck Woolery and host the Love Connection? Probably not the Love Connection. Because <laughs> people are not games, Spencer. Oh, love is love is definitely a, a game though. Love is a game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Deep thoughts from Jerem Jordan. By Jack Handy. <laughs> we should read those on the air. Game show host. Yeah, that's up there. That'd be that'd be awesome. If I I love my job. Like I have a I have a dream job. If there's something else I could do, many dreams. Game show host would be one of those that'd things. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Isn't there a game show that's going to be on BYU TV? I think so. Indeed. Yeah, in a, in a few months or something. With uh, familial ties, something like about your parents. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I wish it was called, like, Your Mom, but I think it has a different name. <laughs> what are you doing? It has Watching a different name, yeah. Your Mom. I'm going to watch it. On like, BYU TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. see? It'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, time for the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football linebacker Fred Warner accepted his invitation to the 2018 Reese's Senior Bowl. Unlimited Reese's. Do people still call it Reese's? What? Stop it. No, that's not cool. That's like Pello and Melk. Okay? Well, it's from your county. Fred Warner finished the season with 87 tackles, five pass breakups, and one interception. He's going to get paid to play football. The Reese's Senior Bowl will help him earn just a little bit more if he can play well. As long as he gets, like, free Reese's for a few months or something, that'd be totally worth it. NCAA.com names Jim McMahon's Holiday Bowl performance in the 1980 Holiday Bowl against SMU. Of course, the Hail Mary to win it. Plenty of time, plenty of time. That's the third greatest quarterback bowl performance in history. In that game, McMahon threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Don't do it, Jerem. Max Hall was the last BYU quarterback to throw for more than 446 in a game. 2008 versus Northern Iowa. 486 in that game, by the way. That was like a Dennis Pitta had like two thirteen of that. That was like hundred and thirty games ago. My close personal friend Dennis Pitta, yeah, had two thirteen in that. It's been a long time since BYU uh, threw for that amount of yardage. And by close personal friend, I mean yeah, 
Man, uh, seriously, that's like 130 games. Been a long time. Yeah, I, I just want to see like 250 yards passing in a game. Like in a non-ECU game. Can you imagine if BYU averaged that? Would you would you be happy if they averaged, averaged what, 250? 250 a game? Yeah. It'd be great. 250-150 is my goal offensively. You win 10 games a season if you do that. If you paid attention to Twitter, you would know some of my thoughts <laughs> last week about that in my 10-tweet rant about scheduling. Oh, yeah. Okay. People now <laughs> frantically searching for Jerem's tweets. BYU basketball, meanwhile, will host Illinois State tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game set for 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Hey, do you want to be an expert on BYU hoops? You should watch BYU basketball with Dave Rose tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tonight's player guest, Red Mamba, TJ Haas. I'm confident, Jerem, I know how he would answer today's Twitter question. What has your attention more right now as a fan, the future offensive coordinator search or BYU hoops? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Cosmo DeCougar. It all depends on what kind of news you want. The OC announcement could be compared to the Hunt 4 and subsequently bagging Moby Dick. The (laughs) basketball season, though fascinating, is like finding a good parking spot, satisfying but smaller. Mm. That's well cogitated. It is nice to find that parking spot, right? Yeah. There's a sense of The best thing about working at BYUB... A lot parking. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. That's the best. <laughs> I also love the people I work with. They, they come second to the A lot parking. Second to the though. parking. Yeah. Let's be honest. Four BYU women's volleyball players recognized by the AVCA today as all region team members Ronnie Jones Perry and Mary. Like Lake. all stake, all region? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. Okay. Both named all Pacific South region team members. While Cozy Burnett and McKenna Miller were honorable mention. So honorable. Ronnie Jones Perry needs to be an All American. She will be. That's going to happen, right? It'll be second or first team. Mark it down. Yeah. The women's team travels to Kentucky to face the Wildcats, fourth overall seed, BYU the 13th seed, on Friday in an NCAA Sweet 16 match at noon Eastern on ESPNU. We'll be watching, as I know most of you will. All of you should be. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Wheel of Coordinators. BYU is on the hunt for a new offensive coordinator. Regardless of where all of you stand on the Ty Detmer era and the fallout that has come to an abrupt end, it will now be somebody else's offense to run. The question is, who? We've heard... At least 14 different names brought up for the vacant BYU OC position that's over the it? past week. It's 14, huh? Yeah, only 14. And that's an interesting number given what just happened. And oh, snap! We're about to discuss 14 of them on the wheel of coordinators. coordinators. Here we Spin are. the wheel, Jerem. Hey, we've got uh, 13 names, right? And a question mark here, right? So who'd we leave at? I don't know. All right, let's spin it and discuss a little bit about this person and uh, if this is a real candidate. Okay, number one. Oh, question mark. Okay, what this is is someone off the board. A mystery candidate. But you don't know who we've talked about yet. So let's spin it again. (laughs) (laughs) Live television. Fate fate would have it. Live radio. That we went to this. Okay, don't don't land on the question. Ah, Daryl Bevel, Bevel. the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, Jerem. My guy, right? Yeah. LDS dude, Mm -hmm. NFL OC. 
He ain't coming. Nope. This so isn't happening. It. This isn't spin happening. That's not happening, people. It's not happening. He's not leaving the Seahawks to come to BYU. His daughter is going to play softball here, though. Yes, in the, he in is. Spring. Oh, Justin Waldershide. Waldershide, the offensive coordinator at Southern Utah University. Second full season in Cedar City. His offense put up 33. As the OC. 33 points a game, 437 yards of total offense per game. They got to the round of 16. They just lost to Weber State. I don't think he's a strong candidate for this, although he might be a candidate. I don't think he's a strong one. So somewhere in the middle of the list. There are other more capable, more realistic candidates in my mind. Okay, Walter Scheid, not a realistic candidate. Okay. Here we go. Wheel of Coordinators lands on Kevin Kevin McGiven. McGiven. Okay, he was the OC this year at Oregon State. With that, that whole staff was let go. Former BYU grad assistant. He he could be a guy that that is uh, interviewed for this position. I'd be surprised if he wasn't talked to because yeah, he I, had ties with Kalani at yeah, Oregon State. Yeah. Okay. I believe that he he will be if he hasn't already be interviewed for the spot. That said, I don't think that he will be the guy. I don't either. Let's give spin the wheel once again. Spin the wheel of coordinators. The wheel of coordinators. Jeff, Jeff Grimes. Grimes. Okay. okay. Guy who's coached at BYU previously yeah. as the offensive line coach in 2004 to 2006. Currently, he is the offensive line coach at LSU and the run game coordinator. For he's been at Auburn. He's been uh, at yeah. uh, Virginia Tech. He's been at some good spots. Okay. He's got a nice resume. He has not been a play caller yet. So do you want a first-time play caller again? We've had Doman. We've had, I mean, BYU, like the last four coordinators we've had, including Robert and I, repeated, right? The first timer, Robert and I in 05, Brandon Doman in 2010, Ty Detmer in 2016. Robert and I worked out. Doman did not. Detmer did not. Okay. Do you want a first time coordinator? This guy has a good resume, though. I he has a good resume. But do you leave does LSU? He want, does he want to come back to BYU and be if he's the OC? I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's uh, more, keep okay. Going. More viable than Justin Walterscheid from yeah. Southern Utah. I think Grimes is a top five candidate. Paul Peterson. Okay, here I now like we're this get, one. We're getting somewhere now. I like this one a lot. Let's talk about him. Snow College head coach, fifty points a game, five hundred twenty-four yards of total offense. How does per that game. sound? Fifty a game. He played quarterback at Boston College right before Matt Ryan did. He was twelve and two as a starter at BC. He was an offensive graduate assistant at BYU in 2006, and now he's just down the road from Provo. His brother's Charlie Peterson, who used to play quarterback here. This guy fits. Like, to me, he's a top three candidate for the position. Paul Peterson, Snow's head coach. FCS or junior college guy from 2008 to the current time, essentially so a decade. So he's waiting to, bra- waiting to break in to the next level. To me, I, I like Paul Peterson. Like, if you said Paul Peterson's the guy, I'd, I'd be excited. Because of what he's done consistently at Snow College. And it's not like he's some random dude at Snow. Dude played at BC, played in the Big East. He's been a GA, a grad assistant at BYU. Brother played here. Like, he knows what BYU is about. I like it. Okay. Okay. In your top three? In my top three. All right, Paul Peterson in the top three. And it lands again on Daryl Bevel. We already talked about Oh, Andy Reid. This is not happening. Stop it. We put it it on just to mock the idea that he's not coming here. No, Andy... BYU has a better chance of winning the national championship next year than Andy Reid. And they have no shot. Coming to be the offensive coordinator. Did UCF prove my point, by the way? I've been saying this. Some people are like, no, BYU has a chance. 
G5. UCF isn't even in the top 10, right? Well, they're number 10. They're number, number 10, 10 now. Yeah. They're not even in the top eight to even be considered for the playoffs. Ugh. Get out of here. Okay. No Andy Reid. We All love, right. trust Ooh, me, I would love Andy Reid. He ain't coming. Spin, strong ain't spin. And Bob Stitt. Bob Stitt. Who is Bob Stitt? A lot of people are wondering that, and his name has been brought up quite often. Former Montana head coach, offensive guru, and, I mean, they let him go after a 7-5 and five record. His defense has stunk, but his offenses were legit. Okay? But he's not asked to coach the defense if he's the offensive coordinator. He's been in the region somewhat with Colorado School of Mines. I know you're big into the School of Mines there. Go Armac. And then, and then, <laughs> and then uh, Montana. Kind of outside name in this. Will he even be interviewed for the job? I don't know. Not in my top three or top five, but an interesting candidate. Okay, so he's okay. down the list. He's down the list. I'd put him somewhere between like eight and 12 and most yeah, likely. Yeah, Okay. Walter uh, Sheed, we already did. Dennis Simmons. Dennis Simmons is an intriguing one. Let's talk about Dennis. Sweet, sweet Dennis. He played, first of all, on the 1996 14-1 BYU team that went to the Cotton Bowl and won. Former linebacker. Spent time at Texas Tech under Mike Leach. Spent time at... Washington State with Mike Leach, okay? Coach Michael Crabtree uh, at Texas Tech. He's been at Oklahoma for the last three seasons. And what has Oklahoma done in the last three seasons? Oh, I don't know. Gone to the college football playoff twice. He is the outside receivers coach at Oklahoma. The Belitnikoff winner, best wide receiver. D.D. Westbrook, his guy last year. Has not been a play caller yet, but is a good candidate, in my opinion. It'd be great to have an African-American, non-LDS, Big 12, Power 5, college football playoff, former BYU player. But he's Good never guy. but he's never been the guy, Jerem. I'm okay with that. I think that would be an interesting option. Top three candidates. So the risk is he's never been the guy, but he, look at the resume. The resume is awesome. Look, he's been around greatness for a long time. And he played here. He knows and what it's played about. played at BYU. Okay. So two of your top three we have discussed, correct? Dennis yes. Simmons, Paul Peterson. Okay, let's go to the next one. We're not going to spin it. We're just going to yeah, go we'll just one go. spot to the right. Gary Croton. Okay? Gary Croton. You have not, you heard of him? You're always not hiring a uh, guy they fired to be the OC. I don't, like, well, they rehired, and I, and I left. And I left. Yeah, Robert and fired, left. he left. Correct. Yeah. Gary Croton's uh, Stephen F. Austin team, by the way, putting up 20 a game, so... Not been that good. He's been a proven OC. Like, he does good things. His okay? LinkedIn page is he's, 17 pages long. He's He's been a proven offensive coordinator. If Gary Croton or even Norm Chow came in a co-OC capacity where they could uh, mentor a younger guy, I would love that. Is Croton coming back? I don't, I don't, no, I don't and neither, see it. And neither is Norm Chow, who is on there. Norm Chow's not coming back. He's 71 years old. He has a wealth of experience. Oh, he's been everywhere and done everything. Best resume of anyone out but there. But he's not coming back. Yeah, he was here two weeks ago consulting with Kalani Sataki and company on how kind of things were going. He's not So, so that was wise to bring him in. If he was a co-guy, mentor kind of deal, I could see that being an effective thing. But I think he needs someone uh, a little younger, someone uh, kind of an up-and-comer, uh, that he could mentor in a way. I, I wouldn't be sure. opposed to that Consult, idea. Consulting, like, yes. But, like, the guy, I, I just don't see it happening. Not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. Don't, Norm wanted, wanted the head coaching job after Lavelle didn't get it and left and had great success outside of BYU. Coach Phillip Rivers at NC State, won national titles at USC, was with the Titans. He was awesome. Yeah, we he, know. He was even we at know. Utah. Heralded guy. Sorry, right? UCLA and, football. and There are three names left on the list, all of which and I think don't. could be the guy, Jerem. Okay. Three left. Let's start with Aaron Roderick. To me, it's Aaron Roderick or the field. Let me tell you why. 
Aaron Roderick's the Kalani guy. Not only did they play together at the BYU, but Aaron Roderick was at Utah with Kalani Sitake. For, for a long time. Like most of the time, right? 05 to 2016, uh, Roderick has experience as a play caller. He was a co-OC for a year or two at Utah. He is a Kalani guy. To me, Roderick has been involved in some capacity behind the scenes with BYU football, uh, you know, this season. And a little bit, you know, not last season, I don't think, but this season. It's Roderick or the field to me. In fact, I won't be surprised if it's Aaron Roderick. To me, he's the leader in the clubhouse. Aaron Roderick has, he's the free agent that is the guy that has the most experience, right? The most experience? No. Well, the free agent. Sorry. Of the viable candidates that we are discussing, okay, I don't think Norm Chow is a viable candidate because yeah. he's 71 years old and it's not happening. But of everybody that is like a realistic candidate who has the longest resume and is the best fit. At a power say. five. Well, we could argue that point. Mm. I, I think because but do you he's, think he's the leader in the clubhouse because he's a Kalani guy. Okay. I think because they've been friends and known each other for a long time, he's naturally uh, the guy. There, there, are other, two, there are two more that we will there discuss. There are others we'll discuss coming up. And coming up, Between the Lines with Lauren McLean. Today, it's with women's hoops. She tries to take them down and pig. How come we didn't get in on that? Plus, dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler. What has his attention more, OC search or BYU basketball? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. The hashtag BYUSN is how you get involved. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose airs tonight, 8 Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. TJ Haas is our player guest tonight. Uh, and the all-time leading scorer from BYU will be in the house as well. Bro Tyler is going to come down. If, you want, if you're local and you want to come hang out, Reserve your seats on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. The Ginger Mamba. Yes. <laughs> what has your attention more right now as a fan? The future offensive coordinator for BYU football or BYU basketball and TJ Haas and company? At Cougar Stats tweets in basketball. It's a more positive story without all the swirling speculation and attendant bitterness that comes from a four and nine season. I've moved on from the bitterness of the season. I'll crack a joke every now and then. It's too easy. But this next season is hopeful because, as Jason Shepard says, the future is always positive, even though that's not actually true. Yeah, define hope for the well, next BYU season, though. BYU hasn't lost define next hope. year. Getting to a bowl game, right? Define hope is that it can be better. <laughs> that's that's hope, right? That you think a situation will be better. Joining us now in Studio B is Uncle B, dual threat analyst, national champion at BYU, Blaine Fowler. Blaine, what has your attention right now? BYU football's offensive coordinator search or BYU basketball? What really has my attention is you guys put me in this broken, low-down chair again, and when I'm lower than you guys, I can't focus on anything other than, <laughs> than I feel like I'm inferior. Now, other than that, between between those other two. living this life as a 5'11 quarterback for a long time. I know. Time. I, I'm, I'm always trying to look taller, and you guys put me in a broken chair that I can't raise up. <laughs> this is not right. So outside of that, I'm, I'm kind of with Jerem. I, football's over now. You know, I'm just watching the Bulls. BYU's not in it. So for me, um, I'm hopeful about next year. To me, 
I, I'm not going to get caught up in the offensive coordinator thing until I find out who, you know, what they're going to do and who they're going to keep on the staff and all that. Then we can start, you know, talking about that a little bit. But, but I know this, that this team can be better next year. Um, it, they need to win every game at home, and then a couple of those games on the road, and they're bowl bound. And to me, the only thing—if they didn't do one single thing different, other than limit the injuries to a fourth of what they had last year, which would put them in the norm. They're going to win more games. I, I believe they'd been bowl eligible this year without all the injuries. And so they got to get to the root of what's causing this. They got to do whatever they have to do for injury prevention. They got to get guys healthy. And, you know, I'm going to be excited about the same thing next year that I was excited about going into this year the great core of tight ends that they have. Only this year, I'm going to say my prayers from now until then that they all stay healthy. <laughs> Because that Seriously. that would change this offense dramatically if you have Moroni healthy and Bushman back 15 pounds heavier and, and well and everybody's eligible if you get Joe Tukawafu eligible and you you know he should be good to go yeah there's no yeah. reason he's not yeah. going to be now be so, so so I look at that position group and I go I don't even care who the OC is you add that group healthy to this mix and I, I'm very confident how the offensive line is going to be and the receivers are all a year older and they're all back this offense doesn't matter what they were changing, it's going to be significantly better, and, and therefore they win more games. And so I feel like they're back in the bowl business again next year. So I'm, I'm hopeful about that. But, I, man, I'm ready I'm ready to talk about this basketball okay. team now because they've got me excited all of a sudden. Why? Why Why is that excitement being raised to another level? McKay Cannon. <laughs> who, yes. who knew, man? Like my, last new, week, my new favorite player on the team. <laughs> last week we're talking. We have no clue that – the NCAA is going to say, okay, you're eligible now, and you can play. I, I texted Kyle Chilton last Wednesday, like, can he play tonight? It's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Well, how about 20 minutes worth, almost? And, and then the next game, 31 minutes. Yeah, and, well, 17. And, and here, I love this story. Like, everybody got – you have to love a guy that drives over the shoot-around to help his buddies out in his own car because he can't go on the team bus. And then they say to him, hey, you know, go grab your stuff and come over and meet us at the hotel because you just got cleared and you're going to play tonight. So – He's, he's running the prep squad and shoot around, and then he's starring on the court that night. And he, it, but, but then he's like, can I get a reimbursement for gas? Yeah, hey, what can yeah, we do? Because I had to drive. Can I get a couple bucks? And so what, what, what I love about him is he brings kind of a steely toughness. He, he's a very experienced player. And, and he goes out there, and the moment doesn't phase him. Like he's, I love how he was just talking smack. Yes, like he's fearless. He, he knocks he knocks down a three and turns around and, and looks at the UVU guards and goes, "That was for you guys." <laughs> Who does that? You were, found he he found him. <laughs> and you were at him. You were in the prep squad three hours ago, and now you're going. That was for you. Well, and he said they were talking to me all game, so I was going to talk back. Like if if you don't love that, like he's not taken back by the moment. He he has phenomenal ball skills. So he's he his handles are really good, and he's fearless. And so to be a great ball handler, you have to be fearless. When, when somebody pressures you, you have to say, oh, uh, nuh-uh. Uh, you, you come out here, I will blow by you. Like, you are not going to pressure me this far away from the basket. He kind of has that mentality. And, you know, TJ has that mentality, too. And Yoli has that mentality. So it's another guy with great handles that's fearless and can attack a defense. It makes me feel really good about their ability to handle pressure this year, and he's a nice piece. I feel like, and I talked to Heath Schroyer a long time about him after the UVU game, and he says, man, you don't even know. Dave and I have been watching this kid you know, through practice, and he is so steady. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him when you put him out on the floor. He's not going to be an up-and-down guy. He will be consistent. He'll consistently knock down shots. He'll consistently take care of the ball. He'll consistently defend. 
he'll bring the same energy every single solitary night. That's, that's a great piece to a puzzle that we were wondering how it was all going to come together. And it's like, what are we going to do without Nick Emery? We, we, we're miss, I don't know that he's going to be as explosive some nights as Nick Emery, but I think he's going to be wildly consistent and a, and a vital piece of what they do. And, and now I add that to how, how well I think they're adjusting to new defensive philosophy. I really like what I'm seeing defensively. This is what we hoped for, right? And then offensively, early on, I felt like they were thinking through every pass, trying to understand these concepts. And each game, I seem to get a little more confident. The ball moves a little bit faster. Um, and, you know, they're going to be up and down making shots like every team is. But there have been past years where down the stretch of a game, I go, they, they can't miss a shot because they cannot get a stop. So they can't miss. If they miss, game over. I don't feel that way right now about this team. They went 0 for 10, BYU that is, in the first half from three. Last year, that team loses. Done. This year, BYU buckled down. They played good defense. That was the best uh, week of the season. It's early, the two games. You give up 58 at UVU. Sold out UVU. Yeah, it was fun. 66 at sold out Utah State. Mm -hmm. That was quite the week. Now BYU plays Illinois State. Who? Should have made the NCAA tournament Yes, last they should have. The head coach sends out a tweet uh, saying, we need to schedule tougher. BYU uh, lines that up. So that's tomorrow night. And then Weber State, who's always tough. But Dave has won all 12 games against them, but always tough. The McKay-Cannon revenge Come, uh, game yeah, yeah, Saturday. It's, 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 the comeback yeah. Homecoming tour. game. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is a big week again. Yeah, No, it is a big week. And, and I like what they've done. And I like that they've, done, you know, they've played lights-out defense at times on the road. And, and that's big because when you go on the road, even in the WCC, and, you know, they've lost these games against teams where you're going, how do they lose to that team? Sometimes you don't shoot it well on the road. And if you can't stop people, if you don't have that to go to, you get out of a game early, and by the time you start making shots, it's too late. And I feel like this is a team where, where Dave can sit them down and go, guys, we're not knocking, knocking down shots. Stay with what you're doing. Get to the second side. We're going to be fine. Just keep grinding and getting stops. If you keep getting stops, we'll be okay. And then, oh, how about, you know what? And the other thing is, is when you're not shooting it well, let's go shoot like 85% from the free throw line in this game. Or let's go shoot 90%. They're very capable of shooting lights out numbers from the free throw line. They can stop people now. And the only thing I'm concerned about is when they play teams that have really dominant bigs, how, how are we going to manage that and yeah. not get into foul trouble? That's something I haven't seen yet. Um, but outside of that, I'm going, hey, this team – is really coming together, and some of the things I was looking for to get answers for, at least early here in the season, I'm getting answers. They're better defensively from a, a mindset. Um, they really move the basketball. They're more patient offensively. Every once in a while, they get impatient, and then they miss shots. When they're patient, they make shots. So it's a learning curve that's continuing on. But what I love is, isn't it nice to learn and win? Mm -hmm. When you learn and win, that's the best, right? Yes. How have your expectations shifted after a 6-2 and two start. Like, I don't know if you remember the specific number of games you picked BYU to win out of 31 to open the season. They're 6-2 and two now. Like, how has that number moved? It's, it's not necessarily about the record right now for me. It's I feel like this preseason makes me feel like when they get into conference play, they can compete better, especially on the road. I feel like if this team will continue to progress – we should expect that they don't go lose a game that we ex that they shouldn't lose. A non on the road, like they, they they shouldn't go lose to Pepperdine on the road. You know, Three in a row there, right? trying to snap they, the they, they And so, so I, I I look at some of these and I'm going. There's some indications early here for me that this should be the team that we always say they compete 
with with St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Maybe they split with those guys or lose two to one and split with the other and then win the rest of their games. Now you're talking about the possibility of getting three NCAA tournament teams from this conference. Ooh, that'd be that'd be quite the accomplishment. Yeah, and so so but to do that, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and BYU all have to win all the games that they're supposed to win and only lose to each other. Mm-hmm. And BYU's preseason schedule is good enough that, that now all of a sudden they go, hey, okay, these are three good programs and a good conference, and the only teams they lost to were each other. Their preseason schedules are good. Now this becomes a three-bid league. So, so I'm seeing potential now for a three-bid league if BYU can continue to improve. Wow. I, f- I feel otherwise, but we'll discuss another day. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine, great stuff, man. All right, guys. We appreciate it. We'll get the chair fixed, by the way, too. Gosh, it just gives me an inferiority complex. <laughs> Got to get that independent money in here. Uh, get that new chair. <laughs> what has your attention more right now as a fan? The future offensive coordinator for BYU football or BYU basketball? Hashtag BYUSN to reply. Coming up, what are we paying attention to more? We will tell you. And we go between the lines with BYU women's basketball. Lauren Frankham specifically challenges two of the starters to a game of pig. Do you think she won? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV to a nationwide audience. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Hey, men's hoops, next contest against Illinois State tomorrow night. At 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio pregame at 8 Eastern, by the way, with Jason Shepard. The Redbirds big, big game with the Redbirds, man. are 4-4, four and four, but they've played a pretty tough schedule early on. So uh, this, is, this isn't a tiered game for BYU, according to Ken Pomeroy, but I feel like Kenneth? this could be a significant challenge for BYU. Like, they have some players. They should have made the NCAA tournament last year, and they bring back a decent one, amount of players. 115 in Kim Pom. Yeah, so you hope that team's a top 100 sure. team. In yeah. The, yeah. I mean, there are 361 Division One basketball teams. 351. 351. They're 115. Like, that's the top third of college upper basketball. Upper third, man. That's yeah, top third. That's where I lived academically as well. Tried to be in the upper third. Refreshing today's BYUS and headlines. I want to ask you if you accomplished that. BYU football linebacker Fred Warner accepted his invitation to the 2018 Reese's Senior Bowl. Warner finished the season with 87 tackles, five pass breakups, and an interception. He will be paid to play football. Just a question of how much the Senior Bowl can help him out with that. NCAA.com names Jim McMahon's Holiday Bowl performance in the 1980 game as the third greatest QB bowl performance. Pretty good considering that Deshaun Watson last year against Alabama and uh, Vince Young in the Vince 2005 in the Rose Bowl. Greatest game ever played, maybe. Uh, yeah. That yeah, was, that was awesome. I think it was the 06 Rose Bowl because it was Jim Oh, McMahon. correct. 2005 season. Yes. 06 Rose Bowl. Great game. Four BYU women's volleyball players recognized by the AVCA today as all region team members Ronnie Jones Perry and Mary Lake, both named all Pacific South region team members. How do they break that down? Uh, while Cozy Burnett and McKenna Miller Cheers. were honorable mentions. Just be on the list, right? Yeah, you're on the list. Whatever. Lauren McLean is about to play a game of pig with Division I college basketball players. Let me spell out the projected result for you. L-O-S-S. Oh, come on. <laughs> give Lauren a chance. Okay, fine. I'll give her a chance. Let's watch just in case, okay? It's time to go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. I can't even defend myself. <laughs> I knew that Amanda Wayman and Kathy DeVagere were stars on the court 
but I wanted to test their skills in a little more unique way and get to know them just a little bit better. Let's see what damage we can do in our version of Pig. We're gonna play, and by play I mean I'm gonna win, a rousing round of Pig. We'll start with Amanda. Most likely to say a joke at the wrong time. Probably Chalet. <laughs> yeah, Chalet. She has like no filter. We're just gonna keep it simple. Let's do. She's going so. Oh my gosh. We're just gonna go right there. Oh. Okay. Oh, backwards shot. Backwards shot. <laughs> yes. Oh. Back to Amanda. So excited. Most likely to be seen on social media on the team. Myself. Is it yourself? Yeah. I am addicted to social media. Oh, shoots left. <laughs> this is why you shoot normal. What's your favorite movie? Blended with Adam Sandler. Okay, that's just, that's rude. No These pressure. little shots are the hardest. <laughs> Play yes. impersonation. Oh, yes. So I am Mally Balgardson. Take your car out there, close your eyes, and just start driving. And you're gonna end up on the baseball field. <laughs> it's like, but if you just open your eyes, you're gonna be on the road. <laughs> oh shoot! Dang it! Okay, Amanda, we have to start making shots. I've made my shots bouncing. <laughs> oh. Okay. Celebrity. So if you could hang out with one celebrity for a day, who would it be? Carrie Underwood, hands down. <laughs> oh my gosh. No pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Yes. Your turn, Amanda. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. The power of the pink shoes. Get it in. Oh, that was close. <laughs> My dream destination would probably be to go to New Zealand and see the Hobbit the homes. Hobbit homes? Yes. I love Lord of the Rings. Oh! Ah, oh, she did it. Off the top? Off the what? Ooh. Ooh. Still in the game. There you go. You want to do it again? Eyes closed. Eyes closed. <laughs> okay. Oh my. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no! As I'm already out. Ah. I shot the least ah. and I'm out. Okay, dance move shot. You have to whip and shoot at the same time, Casey. Beautiful. You had some. Wow. Nice job. Hey, let's get up for Amanda. Conference chance on three. One, two, three. Conference chance. Amanda whip and Nene a shot in and beat us all. <laughs> Not the forwards aren't good at shooting, because they are, but 
no one thought that Amanda was going to be the one. So congratulations to Amanda. Make sure you guys go and support the women's basketball team. They play Utah State in the Marriott Center tomorrow. Next week on Between the Lines, we're going to rock the streets and ask fans about the Utah-BYU rivalry that's coming up next week with men's basketball. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. Hey, don't sleep on Amanda Wayman. She had 20 points in a game last week. Yeah! We gave her the karma. You gave me the karma. I gave her the karma. Because it was right after we shot... When she scored 20? Yeah. Like, next game. Well, the next game. well, well. The karma thrives again. I thought again. you did pretty well. I can't it's make a shot from there. a foot, but I can make a layup. Listen, you and the WCC Player of the Year had the same fate. Like, that was <laughs> tough. true. That was tough. She, it was hard for her to swallow that she lost. But. Cassie, Broadhead. But when you, when and her you favorite. Whip, when you whip in a, a yes. bank shot. That's when your you day's going well. That. Hold on. Devashere. Devashere. Thank you. Her favorite movie is... What? Blended. Blended. Blended? Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. I, That's her favorite like, movie? What? Wow. Okay. She just was like, it's so funny. She just thought it was Jeremy wants I to don't have funny. Cassie I don't, on the show just to ask her about that. that it could be funny, but it's her favorite movie. Wow. <laughs> I'm just flabbergasted and by it's that. A, it's a terrible movie. I'm Are sorry, Cassie. Post, wait, wait. It's actually a, a horrible movie. Billy Madison, Adam Sandler movie, so it can't be that great. <laughs> is, that the, is that like the seventh movie that he's in with Drew Barrymore where they're in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, they both have kids. And yeah. Anyway. Okay, I, I have seen that movie. movie. So it's, it's a follow-up really to not. 51st Dates, or it's a prequel. <laughs> no, it, it's just one of the seven movies that they've done together. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Lauren, great Good stuff. Job. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, guys. Hey, coming up, a cougar gets waved in the G League. Who was it? How dare they? And what has our attention more right now as BYU fans? The offensive coordinator search for football or BYU basketball? Also, there are two names we have not discussed that could be the guy. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in the studio Bizzle. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, you can watch BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, hosted by Greg Rubel, featuring player guest TJ Haas tonight. If you missed last week's episode, it is a fun show. Ten questions uh, and the player vignette were my favorite parts of the program. Check it out tonight, 8 Eastern time. And again, if you're local and you want to come hang out, uh, sign uh, uh, reserve your seats on BYUCougars.com slash Roadshow. The first, you know, 20 or so uh, people on the court get free T-shirts. Vignette is one of those words that I absolutely love. It's so formal. It really is. It's a beautiful word. It's not English, that's why. And it's also, yeah, the spelling is not easy as well, right? Vignetti. <laughs> what has your attention more right now as a fan? The future offensive coordinator at BYU football or BYU basketball at one bald Cairo Duck tweets in offensive coordinator. That needs to be taken care of as soon as possible. People need to know who's all staying and who's all going as coaches and possibly some players. Basketball just starting. Plenty of games ahead, and we haven't started conference play yet. I need stability, man. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. My answer to this is hoops. I'm intrigued by hoops. They're playing games. You know, I'm on to that. I could see where either answer would be a good answer, though. Yeah, I'm with you. BYU basketball, because of what has happened and the emerging storylines of McKay Cannon and the newcomer Jasheer Hardnett 
And the fact that TJ Haas is shooting 30% and BYU is still 6-2. and two, Yeah, 32% like, ain't going to cut it, and that's not going to last long for TJ Haas, though. I'll tell you that. He's a way better shooter. Exactly. That's, that's what's amazing is he has not played well shooting the ball, and BYU is 6-2. and two. Fourth leading scorer on the team, TJ Haas. And they're 6-2. and two. Mm-hmm. They just become, like, they have an entirely different identity, and that's why I am focused on Identity BYU theft. BYU basketball has suffered identity theft. And the offensive, run and gun, don't play a lot of D, that identity was stolen. There's a yes, but there's a new identity for BYU Hoops, one in which it defends and values possession. And gosh dang it, BYU 6-2 and two and playing good ball. It's, that's why. That's why it has our collective attention. We'll get to some more of your tweets in just a minute, but we do need to bring up two names that we have not discussed on the wheel of coordinators. coordinators. Okay. Uncoordinated. We finished with Aaron Roderick. And for those that missed the opening segment, we both kind of feel like Paul Peterson and Dennis Simmons would be exciting candidates as the offensive coordinator. Although not as likely as Aaron Roderick, who we have discussed, because his resume and profile fit the he's opening. Around and he's already. available. Yes, he's yeah. a free agent that's around that has experience. But there are two guys out there still that could sneak in there. We'll start with Jason Beck, the quarterback's coach at the University of Virginia. Backup quarterback uh, to John Beck, played at BYU. You remember him, right? He was a QB coach here for a few years as well, 2013 to 15, when Tanner Mangum was really good. Who was the QB coach? This guy. This guy, okay? Taysom Hill as well in 2013 and 14. Christian Stewart. Uh, I would say that the quarterback play was really good. Uh, under Jason Beck's tutelage. Same situation as Dennis Simmons in that he has not been the guy, but he's had success in his coached positions wherever he's been. And like you said, he spent some uh, time as a graduate assistant at LSU. He's He's been around for a while now. He's at Virginia, obviously. Kurt Benkert uh, has had a, uh, a breakout season, a breakout for, Virginia. season for Virginia. They're going to a bowl game. For the first the, time in six years, they're going, they're going to, to the a Mormon bowl game. Mormon Coaches Bowl. Yes. It's Kenny Amatololo and Navy versus Bronco Mendenhall in Virginia. Okay, Jason That's Beck. That's not the name to of me, To me, Jason Beck is probably fourth or fifth on the list of most likely but he's, to be the guy. But yeah, he's, he's on, top five. He's definitely top five. Yeah. The other guy is Fessy Satake. Uh-huh. Weaver State's OC. Satake, does that ring a bell to anybody? I believe he's a cousin. Hard to know exactly what kind of cousin. I think he's a but, first cousin. But he's a cousin. Yeah. We, we'll never know. Uh, I want to see some actual family charts here. Family <laughs> trace. <laughs> Two years as the OC and QB coach up at Weber State. 34 game, 402 total low this year. But what has Weber State done, Jerem? Uh, they're still going in the FCS Yeah, playoffs. they have a program best 11 wins right now. They and they're in the two qu- games. They're in the quarterfinals. There you go. There you go. They're in the final eight there. So that's he's he's a guy that's possible. Like, and his last name's Satake. He was a standout receiver <laughs> and punt returner at Southern Utah University. So has he been at a big time? Like, no, but I'm calling for Paul Peterson to be a top three candidate at junior college. Okay, so where does Fessy Satake land in the list of 14 top, guys that he, we've discussed? I think he's top five, realistically. Okay, so to recap the top five, in no particular order, other than Aaron Roderick, you feel like I don't is, even know if I know. Let's talk about it. Okay. Aaron Roderick. Aaron Roderick. Paul Peterson. Jason Beck. Dennis Simmons and Fessy, and Fessy Satake. Satake. Those are probably. The I top feel five. like those are the five. They're in my five. <laughs> <laughs> like eight-year-old commercial. That's right. Team Who's Oval. in your five? 
I, yes, I think those are the realistic candidates. And I'll say it again. I think it's Aaron Roderick or the field. This feels like old Tiger or the field conversation. Who's going to win the uh, PGA whatever? Okay. Yeah, Tiger Woods Tiger versus the field. or the field. I think it's A-Rod. Or the field. Not Aaron Rodriguez. But who went, by the way, on game day went like 12-0 in his picks or something. Really? Awesome, right? Wow, Alex Rodriguez went 12-0? Yeah. Is he the first Alex person to ever go perfect? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. But BYU needs the Squirrel. perfect OC. I love squirrels. Okay, our five guys, Aaron <laughs> Roderick or the field, the other four, Jason Beck, Dennis Simmons, Paul Peterson, Fessy Satake. Which of those five make you the most excited? Just the name alone, like, oh, this could be good. Someone new would make me more excited than someone more familiar. So Dennis Simmons or Dennis Paul Peterson? Dennis Simmons or Paul Peterson. What about Fessy Satake? Sure. Okay. But, but. To me, like what Snow is doing, greater than like Weaver State's doing good things in spite of former DB Preston Hadley falling down the stairs at halftime in excitement. Yeah, he got in juiced. the last game. He got juiced. He He's gets excited. juiced. We know that. We know Preston. Yeah. To me, those two. How about you? Oh man. Okay. For me, for me, the guy that would create the most excitement is Dennis Simmons because of what he's been yes. around. I want. I want BYU to have another African-American on the staff. I think that would be good. It would be great for so many reasons. Not, not an LDS guy, African-American, been at Oklahoma. This is a good fit to me. I think this is good. I don't think that that is likely per se. I think it's more likely to be Aaron Roderick or Paul Peterson. I do too. Paul Peter, yeah. Listen, A-Rod excites me as well. I'm just somewhat familiar with Aaron Roderick, and he, he had some time at Utah, was he really let, like, was, the, was he really allowed to call the plays that he wanted to call? Or was it He was Kyle the Whittingham's? co-offensive coordinator. Yes. So there's that angle. And was Aaron Roderick, d- does Kyle Whittingham stifle the OCs to some degree due to the way they play and due to kind of his nature? Like, Kalani Stocky has been calling for more aggression on offense. Will, will the guy that comes in be allowed to be as aggressive as he wants? We've discussed basketball and football. Which has your attention more, the offensive coordinator search or what BYU basketball is doing right now? Coming up between the lines, we already did it. The whip <laughs> is coming up. That's what's coming up. <laughs> yes, it is. Where does Jim McMahon's 90-day bowl performance rank, Jerem? Number three to me. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Blaine Fowler, even though he had to sit on a broken chair. And Lauren McLean, even though she lost at Pig. (laughs) If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. But she didn't lose a Pig, which is good. Coming up this week, Greg Rubel, Jeff Judkins, and Steve Cleveland. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Linebacker Fred Warner accepted his invitation to the 2018 Reese's Senior Bowl. Warner finished the season with 87 tackles, five passes broken up, and one interception. NCAA.com names Jim McMahon's Holiday Bowl performance as the third greatest quarterback bowl performance. It's pretty stinking good. In that game, McMahon threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns, including the Hail Mary. Men's basketball. BYU Hoops hosts Illinois State tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. But first, tonight, watch BYU basketball with Dave Rose. 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. The player guest, TJ Haas. Volleyball. Four BYU women's volleyball players recognized by the AVCA today as all-region team members. Ronnie Jones-Perry and Mary Lake, both named all-Pacific South region team members. Cozy Burnett, McKenna Miller, honorable mention. The women's team travels to Kentucky 
to face the Wildcats, the number four overall seed on Friday in an NCAA Sweet 16 match. Early start, noon Eastern on ESPNU. Soccer. Ashley Hatch scored her first goal in Australia with the Melbourne City FC in the 14th minute in a 1-1 draw. Softball. Announces its 2018 schedule. BYU will play 56 games, including Student 16 athlete. NCAA regional team matchups, seven super regional team matchups, and they'll play four teams that were in the World Series from 2017. Cougars in the association. LJ Rose waved by the Salt Lake City Stars. Rose played two games for the Stars, averaged two and a half points and two assists in those games. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health, and you need a most. DexterLaw.com. Ashley Hatch, first goal in Australia. Congrats. Down under. Hey, we were uh, FaceTiming with her uh, and some of our student staff not too long ago. Yeah, one of her uh, friends works here. While she was in Australia getting ready for... Maybe her best friend? That's his, yeah. I don't okay. know. I think they're BFF. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's safe to it's say. like that. a necklace and like one half of the heart is here and the other half is yeah. Australia. Have they necklace? exchanged uh, Harry Potter, Alex, and Annie uh, whatever charms, What I think that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman that's watching the show right now respects me so much for knowing that. Okay? <laughs> okay? That's, that's for the ladies. Okay? Throwing that out there. Alex and Annie. Bracelets. Charms. Whatever you want to call it. Ladies edition. What has your attention more right now as a fan? The future offensive coordinator search for BYU football or BYU basketball at JW Thompson Law says BYU basketball. Football season wounds still haven't healed. Would like some time to pass. Operative word pass. came to pass. Plus, we've brought a cannon to a basketball game. There it is. Yeah. Our elite tweet of the day at JGibbs19. Neither. Hashtag The Last Jedi has all of my attention. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's coming up next Friday, baby. Next Thursday. Thursday, ten, ten Thursday days? night. Ten days? Yeah. You and I are going late at night Let's on that. Let's go, man. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Charlie Peterson. Eh? Eh? Uh, I see what you did there. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. I see what you did there. <laughs>